For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. Analysis, discussion, and the latest around the Broncos as the season continues. It's the Broncos Blitz Podcast with Ronnie K. <laughs> Welcome to the Broncos Blitz Podcast. My name is Ronnie Court. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio on Twitter. We're today on the podcast going to recap a dreadful, dreadful game against the Buffalo Bills, the Denver Broncos. They are now 3-8. and eight. They lose 20-3 to three in Buffalo. Bills Mafia beating up on Broncos country. And now if the, there was ever a time for Drew Locke to be the guy. I think it is now. We'll discuss that. Should Drew Locke be taking over? What does this Denver Broncos team need to do? Was there any bright spot at all from this game? Period. Maybe. I'm going to give you one or two of them. And then we're also going to talk about a little bit of news with regards to the Broncos ownership that we did receive as well, too. So that on the docket today for the podcast. But today, well, we want to, of course, talk about our friends who are always helping the podcast and that is our friends at Tab 14, 1920 Blake Street, just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field, 70 Colorado beers on tap, and 100 Colorado distilled spirits. Chef Andrea Varela and that locally sourced rotating seasonally fair is just tremendous. Head on over there to Tab 14 on the web. That's tab14.com, tab14.com. So, of course, even on colder days, that uh, rooftop is heated where you can check out uh, all the games, actions on the weekends, and of course you may be looking to check out other teams because boy, this Denver Broncos team is just dreadful. 20-3 to loss. Let's go over, as we usually do on the recap podcasts, these statistics and they are awful. Brendan Allen, 10 for 25, 82 yards and a pick against one of the better defenses in the league. He did not throw a touchdown. He was, of course, intercepted once. They actually had a pretty efficient uh, ground game but unfortunately, they just did not have the opportunity to really establish it, which is really unfortunate because, you know, this is a 6 nothing game at halftime. Uh, Philip Lindsay ran the ball 13 times for 57 yards. Uh, the Broncos as a whole, and Royce Freeman uh, chipped in with two nice runs, uh, 17 carries for 85 yards for a 5.0 average receiving core. Boy, it was bland. And of course, look, if Brendan Allen's stats are bad, you know that the receivers didn't get much as well, too. Cortland Sutton finishes with a catch. Uh, Noah Fant, three catches for 14. Uh, Andrew Beck had the one nice catch from Allen uh, on a nice throw, but outside of that, it was just super silent, super cold. Uh, for this Denver Broncos team, uh, particularly Court and Sutton, eight targets and only one 
catch. The Denver Broncos on defense, they had a lot of work. Alexander Johnson with 15 total tackles, 10 of them being solo. Justin Simmons, of course, has the interception on the air-mailed uh, throw by Josh Allen. So, of course, nice to see him continue to play well this season. Uh, and as I've said in the past, cannot pay him the bag soon enough. He really is just one of those uh, bright spots on a team that is just dreadful so far this year. Uh, Shelby Harris did leave the game, I believe, in a boot uh, injury to uh, him. We'll see how severe that injury was for uh, uh, Shelby Harris. Duke Dawson also now in the concussion protocol, uh, at least my understanding, uh, after the game as well, too. Uh, Brandon McManus hits his one field goal, the 45-yarder, which uh, on a windy day, I suppose nice to see that. And then Colby Wadman, eight punts for 355 yards. That was uh, uh, good enough for a 44 Point four average was uh, just simply, quite frankly, uh, a underwhelming day for Colby Wadman, uh, to say the least. This is a Broncos team that, look, we're going to start at the top uh, and start with the quarterback situation. And if Drew Locke doesn't start next week, I am going to flip a table. Uh, there is no way that it can get as bad as it has. And I say this every single week on the podcast, hoping, hoping that it's the last time I say this. Where is rock bottom for the Denver Broncos? We thought it was last week and the week before and the week before that and the week before that, but somehow they continually top with just a, a putrid. I don't know if there's a word stronger than inept or uh, just bad. I, this was awful offense um, left and right. This is a Broncos team that just is, is not, Man, and it starts at the quarterback position, okay? And look, Brendan Allen, for those who wanted to discuss the idea of, oh, Brendan Allen, this is a sexy option. Could this guy be potentially in the running for maybe the job next year? No, no, he is not. He's always been just a guy. Uh, he had a nice little performance coming out of the gate. Uh, he has since fallen back down to earth. Brendan Allen with underwhelming starts in all three phases, to be truly honest, in, in his three starts so far. Now, yes, two of them being road games against tough defenses, but certainly Brendan Allen, look, uh, a bad, bad day on offense in general for him in everything that he did. Buffalo's defense really flustering him. And and you just got to wonder, at what point do you say, how is Drew, not, Drew Locke not worse than this? How? Even if he is not ready, you put him into the fire. You allow him to grow through hands-on training. This Broncos team has nothing to grasp to right now. And I tell you what, I'm very intrigued to see what the attendance would look like on Sunday when the Denver Broncos host the Chargers if the Denver Broncos announce Brendan Allen as the starter. What does that attendance look like? 40,000? 45? 50? Don't know, but I tell you what, it's not going to be good. This is a 3-8 and team that is hard to watch. This is a bad product. It is a bad product on the field right now, and it is very, very difficult to watch. It's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. Drew Locke, uh, the narrative that surrounds him, I think that people are starting to grasp to based on the Broncos not using him is well, maybe Drew Locke is just a bust. What does this say about Drew Locke if he was not to start on Sunday? I'm going to debunk that. That's next. So again, welcome back. Broncos Blitz Podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and jump away from Coors Field 70. Colorado beers on tap in 100. 
Colorado Distilled Spirits. The Broncos uh, trotting out Drew Locke, they've been very, very hesitant. The Denver Broncos have said that he is not ready. Look, he hasn't practiced a ton because the injury held him out for 10 plus weeks. But at some point, you got to put the kid in. You got to see what he's got in him because this is a, a team that is inept and not going anywhere on offense right now. Drew Locke, and, and many have said already on the radio, and you're going to hear this you know, through different stations, channels, people talking, probably on podcasts, also being written everywhere. What does this say about Drew Locke when it comes to him not starting if, if for whatever the reason, Brendan Allen is named the starter? Got to be honest. Uh, this is a situation in which the people picking the groceries, if you will, that would be John Elway and the, the folks over there at Dove Valley, they don't know what a good quarterback looks like. They just don't. And let's turn to history to show you the proof. Okay, The proof is in the pudding. Joe Flacco, who, by the way, was said to be in his prime, looked anything but. And quite frankly, Joe Flacco's prime was not very good anyways. Case Keenum was supposed to be the great quarterback to be utilized the proper way with Bill Musgrave, and this was going to be an efficient offense that was a death by paper cuts. That didn't work out. They thought a guy in Paxton Lynch looked like the potential franchise quarterback. They thought he was going to be a great quarterback. That turned out to be a complete bust. They thought they would bring in Mark Sanchez to push uh, Trevor Simeon of all guys. These are bad quarterbacks all across, and yet they were anointed as potential starters by the Denver Broncos coaching staff. Brock Osweiler was dubbed good enough to be a guy out of Arizona State to succeed Peyton Manning, and whether you think he could have or not or whatever happened with the blow-up where he blew off the Broncos, it's turned out Brock Osweiler has retired after only just a couple years later. They don't know what a good quarterback looks like. So quite frankly, I don't trust them when they say Drew Locke is not ready. They just don't know what a good quarterback looks like. Unless you have at least once in your career picked the right quarterback and we're taking Peyton Manning out of this because, quite frankly, 30 other teams wanted Peyton Manning, there is, there is no evidence that tells you they know what a good quarterback looks like. So, quite frankly, I don't believe them when they say Drew Locke is not ready. It is time to put the kid out there. It is time to see what he has to do. And you know what? Maybe this is a kid that's got a little moxie. Maybe this is a kid that gives you a little bit of a brighter future that the Denver Bronco fans can look at. And this guy can maybe validate the idea that you don't have to pick quarterback in the draft. Who knows? But you don't know until you put him out there. Knowledge is power in the NFL. And quite frankly, this you know the age-old saying. Knowledge is power in the idea that, you know what, if you know that Drew Locke can be the guy next year, and he could validate that in these final, what, five games? He could validate that. Now, he may also open up a little bit more of a question mark, and that certainly could be the case. If he starts to open more of those question marks, well, then you basically are following the same principles that you were going to follow anyways with the idea that our quarterback room is a question mark. You were already following that principle 
So why wouldn't you see if you could validate it? Do it. Put the guy out there. At this point, there is nothing to lose because you've already lost everything. This is a Denver Broncos team at 3-8 and eight that is not making the postseason. They are not getting back to 500. And quite frankly, if they have a win or two left on their schedule, I will be very surprised. This is a Broncos team that has got to be playing for 2020 because at this point, 2019 is a lost season. 2020 must be the focus in every way, shape, or form. When it, Whether it's contract restructuring, negotiations, bringing guys back, draft picks, who is going to be playing next year, who is not. Quite frankly, if the Denver Broncos know there are certain players on that defensive line walking away this year, who is that guy who is filling in the role? Is it Demarcus Walker? Well, then you know what? Demarcus Walker ought to start getting more playing time. I'm just throwing out a, a, a scenario. You know, I'd like to see the Denver Broncos keep a lot of those guys. But the reality is, is the salary cap doesn't allow you to do that. There are going to be some big-name players who are going to want to get paid. Justin Simmons, Chris Harris Jr., Shelby Harris, Derek Wolf. There are some very recognizable names that are going to be up in the air as a 50-50 of whether, A, they want to even stay here, but, B, do the Broncos have enough money to even keep them? Because, quite frankly, the Denver Broncos, they got to also restructure their offensive line, probably need to add another wide receiver threat, and probably need to dip into the secondary as well, even if, they keep Chris Harris Jr. because of the major question mark with Bryce Callahan and his injury. Never saw the field this year for the Denver Broncos in regular season play. That is a big deal of an injury. While we understand that he should be fully healthy for the season next year, you just don't know. You just don't know. And I'm, I'm tired of the question marks. I'm tired of not knowing. Figure it out. Figure it out and solve it yourself. And one of the big question marks looming around this Denver Broncos team right now is Drew Locke, and it's time to figure out. I'm done with the question marks. Figure it out and throw the kid in the fire and see if he can make a couple plays. Because, again, I say this on the podcast previously, and I will say it again. You can flash potential in a bad game. You can look bad on the stat sheet or just overall in the game and look like a rookie but still flash potential. And it's that one or two plays where you're like, wow, look at the placement on that pass. Look at the the moxie that he showed on that drive. Look at the sequence of plays that he executed. Well, these are small things that give you a little bit of hope with the idea of, you know what? I can work with that. I can work with that. I can take this, pal, and I can craft this into uh, a, a serviceable option for the rest of this season and then morph it into my guy next year. That's something I can do. You don't know, though, if you don't try. And that's the frustrating part about this whole entire thing. Vic Fangio talking about it post-game, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, basically, he said, we haven't even thought about starting Drew Locke. Well, then what have you been doing over the last three weeks? What really have you been focusing on? Is the priorities that jumbled over there to where they don't understand that the quarterback position is the most important period end of story on a football field? Because if they don't understand that, well, then maybe some people need to go in the offseason because it is clearly number one on the priority list when it comes to building a NFL team. And you have a golden opportunity, a golden opportunity to figure out what you have in this kid and yet 
that opportunity is not being taken advantage of. Be really curious to know how many people are in the seats. If Brendan Allen is named the starter for, what is it, December 2nd when the uh, L.A. Chargers come here, be really interested to see what the attendance looks like because I bet it is real, real poor. Of course, it's the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 1920 Blake Street. Just a hop, skip, and a jump away from Coors Field. So I mentioned earlier in the podcast, and I do want to get to this, we did have a little bit of a ownership update when it comes to the Broncos' ownership situation, with it, which also is just a complete mess. Uh, Brittany Bolin, who is, of course, the one of the younger of the uh, Bolin sisters, will rejoin the Broncos on December 2nd as Vice President of Strategic Initiatives. Uh, Brittany will work out of the stadium, and uh, says, quote, will lead various strategic initiatives across several departments for the Broncos and stadium management company, end quote. She will report to Chief Commercial Officer Mac Freeman and CFO Justin Webster. Now, this is uh, Broncos, I guess you could say, de facto owner Joe Ellis on Brittany's impeding return to the team. He says, quote, Brittany is working towards earning the right to succeed her father, And this is the next step in that process. Given her work experience and depth of knowledge, we're looking forward to Brittany returning to work for the Broncos and adding value across our organization, end quote. Uh, Nikki Javala, by the way, of The Athletic for helping supply some of those quotes and info. Uh, So Brittany Bolin coming in, and look, I think this is the Denver Broncos understanding that the NFL is going to start to put a squeeze on this with the idea that you can't continue to operate under this whole trust situation. you got to find an owner. You got to figure this out. And they're putting this on speed dial here because uh, Brittany Bolin, look, while probably is, we would think, somewhat capable of understanding and running a football team in the near future, the reality is, is that she is still very young, under the age of 35. And Brittany's, what, 29, 30? Uh, that would be unprecedented as an NFL owner. Uh, even at the age of 40 is still kind of one of those, man, that is a real young age to have an NFL owner. Would the NFL approve that? This is one of those real tough situations that the Denver Broncos are stuck in because, uh, look, um, Brittany is young, too young. Uh, there almost seems to be this clear at least publicly played out, this clear desire to have Brittany as the owner and not Beth. So, you know, you, you're being squeezed by the NFL. You're being squeezed by the public. Quite frankly, I think the public wants the, the team to sell the team. Uh, I don't think that's going to happen because, as Pat Bowen wished, he wished that it stayed in his family for uh, the rest of its uh, existence. Whether that actually happens, don't know. It's certainly a major question mark. And again, we come back full circle to the unknown. We just don't know. We just don't know, and it's all an unknown, and it's so uh, distracting, unfortunate with this whole team from the play on the field, off the field, what we have to discuss. It's really tough. It's really tough because I don't want to talk about a bad team. I don't want to talk about a team that's losing 20-3 to and threw for 82 yards on offense. I want to talk about a winner. And certainly building to that winner is starting to solve some of these question marks. So hopefully the Broncos get to a point where they are starting to climb over the hump and start to solve these question marks so that 2020 can be a better year. Our Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14, 19, 20 Blake Street. Just a hop, skipping a jump away from Coors Field. We're all done for the Broncos Blitz podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Ronnie K Radio. That's at R-O-N-N-I-E, the letter K Radio. 
on Twitter and, of course, always at MileHighSports.com. And, of course, the Mile High, new Mile High Sports mobile app. You can read up on the Broncos, what they did well, what they did wrong. You know, I, you know what? I'm going to end this podcast on a bright spot. I mentioned we we're going to talk about bright spots. Justin Simmons with another pick. This guy, you can't pay this guy soon enough. Absolutely secure in the bag for him and his family, his beautiful family. He's an intelligent man, uh, a great person, great person. Interacting with Justin is such a joy in every way, shape, or form. I cannot say higher enough, uh, good enough things about this guy. Really is one of the good guys in the locker room, in the community, very well deserving for all the money he gets. I hope he stays in Denver for just the fact that he is good for the community. And on top of that, he's just a hell of a safety as well, too. Uh, Justin Simmons, a very good bright spot, uh, bright spot for the Denver Broncos. Dot, dot, dot. We will end the podcast there. <laughs> the Broncos Blitz podcast presented by our friends over there at Tap 14. Find more info on the Broncos at MileHighSports.com. That's MileHighSports.com. And, of course, the all-new Mile High Sports mobile app. That's free for Apple and Android where you can find stories, player profiles, discussions, audio news at MileHighSports.com. MileHighSports.com. Later, y'all. To listen to previous versions of the Broncos Blitz podcast, visit milehighsports.com or subscribe to the Broncos Blitz wherever you get your podcast. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.